Soita, Daf Gimel Omed Beis, uh, page three, side uh, side B. So the Gemara asks for Rabbi Akiva. So how does Rabbi Akiva know that it's a mitzvah for a koyin to be metama to the relatives? But this pasuk of lo yitama is needed to teach us that the koyin is not allowed to be metama to the varim. Lo v'lo the Gemara says, in Cain, if so, that the Pasuk is only coming to teach us the halacha that you cannot be metame to her limbs, to limbs, lichtem rachmana, lo, that the Torah just write lo, velishtek. The Torah should say, ki'im lish'ere ha'korev, v'lachoysa ha'besulo, lo. And then we would learn that uh, the halacha, that only lo, v'lo levereo. Yitama lo mali, but why did the Torah say lo, Yitama, why did Torah add the words Yitama? Shmami, no. To teach us from here we learn that it's not voluntary, it's not optional, but it's a mitzvah of the Kayan to be mitame to his relatives. So the Gemara asks Rabbi Yishmael. So what is Rabbi Yishmael going to learn from the extra word Yitama? And the Gemara says, Rabbi Yishmael holds that he can't learn from the word Yitama, that you have to be mitame. Because I did the cost of law, cost of Nami Yitama. Since the Torah went back and wrote law to teach us that he cannot be Metame to her limbs, he also went back and said, Yitama. Like the Torah of Rabbi Shmuel. And because of the way Rabbi, they learned in the Yeshiva Rabbi Shmuel, the Torah of Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel learned, Koparosh Hashanem Rabbi Nishnis, any passage that was said and repeated, it was not learned but to uh, item that it was renewed. So the Gemara brings down like the Tonit Verebi Shmoel. The Tonit Verebi Shmoel. Shmoel learned that any parsha that was said and then it was duplicated. It's not duplicated but only for the new thing that was uh, came up in the second part that was necessary to write, and because of that you write the extra word also. So since we needed the law, the so we already write the Yitama. So therefore, that doesn't, we can't learn out from the extra Yitama, and that's why Rabbi Shmuel, according to Rabbi Shmuel, remains Rishos. The Gemara explains now the third Machloik, is within Rabbi Kimar that you can work with them for uh, forever, so that's Rishus, that was the Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Yishmael says that it's permissible to uh, work with the uh, Gentile uh, slave forever, but not as a mitzvah to work with him. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says it's an obligation to work with him forever, and it's prohibited to free him. So the Gemara says, my time is Rabbi Yishmael. So what's the reason Rabbi Yishmael? All mitzvahs, as the he says you have to observe them. And here we're saying that it's only a voluntary if he wants to. The Gemara says... Uh, because this Pasik we can't learn that it's a mandatory to uh, work with him forever. Because I did exist since it's written with regards to the seven nations, Loisachaya Kol Neshama. You shall not allow any soul to live. That's why it was necessary to write So just to permit to work with them, it was necessary to write to say that Echad Mikolaumis Al Haknanis, that if one of the uh, nations uh, who has uh, had a relationship with a woman who's a Canaanite woman, ben, and he gave birth from her a son. So we would think that since the mother of the son is one of the seven nations, so he should be 
in the same category. He should have the same halacha like the seven nations. It should be prohibited to allow him to live. So that's why the Pasik was necessary to say, that you should work with them forever, to teach us, that you are permitted to uh, purchase him, and you are allowed to hold him. Because with regards to the seven nations, we go after the father, and in this case, the father is not from the seven nations, and therefore, there is no Torah uh, saying to you, you're allowed. Um, the Gemara brings now the Braise that with regards to the seven nations, we go after the father, the Tanya. Because we learn in the Braise, Menayin le'echod min ha'umis. How do we know that if one of the other nations comes and has a relationship with a Canaanite woman, and they gave birth to a son that you're allowed to buy him as a slave, and he's not part of so you can buy him for an Evet, Talmud Leymar, because the Pasik says, also from the sons, that are Teshavim, the sons of those Teshav, that live with you, you can buy from them. In other words, that also the sons of other nations, Teshavim, they're only Teshavim. They came to settle in your land and they married women of the seven nations and they gave birth to sons. You are permitted to buy those sons for slaves. Since their father is not from the seven nations, so the Gemara says, Yochel, you might think, Afa Knani. The same thing should apply to a Knani, a man of Knani, Shabal Achas, Minha Umois, that it comes, has a relationship with, um, with one of the nations, Vahilit Menobain, and give birth from her son, Sha'ata Rashai Liknoisubi that you should be permitted to purchase him as a slave, since his mother is not from the seven nations. Tamud Laimar, Therefore, the Pasik says, Asher Hailidu that they gave birth in your land. In other words, uh, those sons that were just born in your land, but they didn't belong there, really. In other words, that their fathers are from the other nations, and they married women from the seven nations in the land, then you can uh, allow them to live and to purchase slaves of them, but but you're not allowed to buy uh, the, those children who are born to the fathers of the seven nations that went to another land and they uh, married women over there and they brought their sons to live in the land because uh, we go after the father, and the father is from the seven nation, so therefore it is prohibited to allow them to live. So the word Karim means that they belong there, they live there, that they bring him back, as opposed to Teshavim, which means they come from somewhere else. So the um, other, the men who come to Yisrael are the Teshavim you could buy, but the uh, children of the uh, Shiva Umois they who come back to Eretz Yisrael, that's called the Gorim, because they belong there, they lived there. The parents lived there, the fathers lived there. The Gemara continues to explain the Machloikis of Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Akiva. So the Gemara says, if so, so we know Rabbi Akiva. So how does Rabbi Akiva learn from this passage that it's mandatory, that it's an obligation to 
slave enslaved the Abed Kanani forever and it's prohibited to free him. But this Pasik needs to tell us that it's permissible to buy a slave whose mother is Canaanite and his father is from one of the other nations. The Gemara answers, Me mayhem tikno nafka. The uh, permission to purchase a slave whose father is from the other nation, that can be learned from the verse, Mibnei ha-teishavim ha-gori mimochem mehem tikno. That uh, you should buy from them. So he's going to learn this from the impossible half, from the way the Braise learns it. The Braise that the Gemara brought down, it says, um, 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 so um, from that pasuk it says no, that it's permissible to buy an Eved, a slave whose father is in the other nation because it says like the Braise quotes from the Braise that the Gemara brought down but the pasuk of why do we need that? that's L'chayva that is to teach us that you have to uh, uh, keep the Eved uh, slave and it's prohibited to free him so the Gemara says, if so, is talking about Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yishmael holds that it's not an obligation. What does he need the pasuk loylam ba'em tavaydu? But the uh, right uh, to purchase an avid whose father is from the other nation, we learn out from ba'em tiknu v'neatoshava garmu mechayim ba'em tiknu. The Gemara answers ba'em that the pasuk ba'em is that v'loy ba'chichem that only with an Evet Kenani it's permitted to make him work uh, uh, embarrassing work in which you can tell that he's a slave but not the but it's prohibited to have an Evet Ivri a Jewish slave work in such a kind of a service so the Gemara says Rabbi Akiva but Rabbi Akiva who darshans from the Pasik that it's obligation to serve that he has to work and it's prohibited to free him. So how does he learn, from where does he know that it's prohibited to work with an Evedivri like with a, like you are with a Goy? The Gemara says, Ba'achichem. This Pasik is from the word Achichem, Misefer Dekronavka. From the end of the Pasik. The Pasik says, because the Pasik says, that in your brothers, the Bnei Yisrael, a man and his brother shall not uh, work with him uh, without laboring work like an Eved like that you're allowed to. So the Gemara says, if so, but Rabbi Shmuel, so according to Rabbi Shmuel, why does he need to learn this house? And therefore he knows he doesn't have an extra Pasik for a Chayva, uh, but we had some fancy Pasik. Because the Isur, uh, so the more answer is like this. Yeah, the truth is that the Isur to work with an Eved Ivri, an Eved Esperach, that you can recognize it is an Eved, is learned with backbreaking labor, is learned from the Pasuk Ba'achichem B'nei Yisrael V'goymer. Nevertheless, Rabbi Shmuel holds that the Pasuk Ba'achichem did not come to teach us that you have to, it's an obligation to uh, keep the Abed Kanani and you can't free him. Because I did exceed Uvachem since it says and in your brothers, uh Nami Bohem and also write Bahem. Since the Torah wrote it in by an Evadivri, Ubachem Israel, that you're not allowed to make him work with 
Ragbag and labor, so the Torah wrote this din again. The Rabban Evet Kenani, Loi Lombehem Tavaydu, that him, you are permitted to work with Avaydis Perch. Like in the Tanya, the Venevishmoel, for the Venevishmoel learned, the Tanya Venevishmoel, called Parasha Shenem Ravinishna, every Pasha that was said and repeated, was not repeated only before the item that was renewed in it, as explained before. In the house, um, uh, extramarital relationships in a home causes the whole destruction of the home. Just like the worm that eats up and destroys the the garlic. Anger in a house also causes destruction of the house. Like the worm for the garlic, and the Gemara answer, and the Gemara explains, the destruction of the house is only caused when it's by the woman, when the woman is either has the extramarital relation or she gets angry because since she occupies herself in her, uh, she's preoccupied with extramarital relations and she doesn't do the housework and uh, doesn't take care of the house. That's why the house gets destroyed. But by the man, we don't uh, we don't hold by this. It doesn't happen that the extramarital relationship or the anger of the husband don't cause the house, the destruction of the house. In the beginning, before the Jews sinned, with the sin of Arias, promiscuous relationship. The divine rested with each one and one, each one and one of their homes. As it says, that Hashem, God, your God, was walking amongst your camp, and the camp here is understood as your house. Came on Shachatu once they sinned with the promiscuous relationship. The divine separated from them, Shinema, because the Pasik says, You shouldn't see promiscuous matters and he will turn away from you. So if the Jews sin with promiscuity, so then he turns away from you. Because the Shekhinah leaves. Oh, but Rabbi Shmuel Banachmeni says, Rabbi Shmuel Banachmeni, Rabbi Yenisneh, Rabbi Yenisneh, Koloise, Mitzvah, one who does even one mitzvah in this world. So then that mitzvah, Mikadmato, Yvelechas Lafanov, it proceeds and announces before him, when he comes, Loilum Abot, to the world to come, Shinemar, Veholach Lefonecho, Tzidkecho, your righteousness will go before you. Chol anyone who transgressed one sin in this world, that sin, Melapaftoi, that surrounds him, Veholachas Lefonecho, and goes in front of him for the day of judgment, to testify, as the Pesach says, Yilov Suerchis Darkom, Yalub that the Avera will be wrapped around and will go take him to Gehenna, which is a place of Toyo. Rebbe says that the sin that he transgressed, Kshura Kikelev, is tied to him just like a dog. Like it's written, Shinamar, as it's written, with regards to Yosef, um, the wife, when, when the wife of Petifa tried to persuade him to uh, be with her and do an Avera with her. He didn't listen to her to lie 
next to her to be with her. And the, we learn from this that he didn't want to lishkav etzlo, he didn't want to land boilum in this world, in order to be with her because the Avera would be wrapped around, would be dragging, would be, and I mean dragging after him like a dog that drags after the master. The Gemara brought before from the Mishnah that one witness is believed to testify on a woman that she had an extramarital relationship after he had warned her, and uh, after the husband warned her, and she went into seclusion. Now the Gemara brings down the continuation of the Mishnah over there. Tanan Hosom, we learned over there in the Mishnah, Shahoya Badin, we could have learned the Kavachaymer, that one witness should not believe that she had this relationship to answer her on her husband and on the ba- and on the boil and on the person she has a relationship and she leaves the husband, she has to be divorced and goes without Aksuba. Umo Eidu Sodishina. And since we find that even the first testimony to testify that she had gone into uh, to testify that she uh, has gone into seclusion, that the husband uh, warned her that she should not go into him. The, that does not cause a, uh, uh, a prohibition on the husband forever, because there is a way for her to get back to her husband if she is checked by the site of water and she finds out that she was kosher. We'll find out that she was kosher. And nevertheless, that testimony cannot be fulfilled with less than two ages. If there is no two witnesses that she went into seclusion, then she would not be prohibited on her husband. This is like the second opinion of the Braise and uh, and uh, the other in Rabbi Yeshua. So, the latter testimony to testify that she had actually a relationship, that prohibits her eternally. For her husband, isn't it uh, by right, isn't a kavachaymer that the testimony should not be uh, effective and not be fulfilled if it's less than two? So the halach is not so. That would be logically. But Talmud Leim the Torah says there is no two witnesses. That there is no two witnesses, and we say but kol sheyeshba any witness. There is no two witness, but any witness that there is would make her. Uh, uh, to her husband, and we believe that witness. So the Gemara, if so, let's learn out the other way that for the testimony of her seclusion, there should be sufficient one witness, uh, one witness, because since we see that the last testimony to testify that she has had a relationship which prohibits her an eternal prohibition on her husband nevertheless that is fulfilled with one witness accomplishes that the first testimony to testify that she had secluded herself this doesn't prohibit her an eternal prohibition 
prohibition because there is a heter, there is a later a permission to her husband. If she is checked out by the sight of water and she'll turn out to be kosher, isn't it a kavachaymer that this should be fulfilled with one witness? So we say no. That's why the Torah says with regards to all erva, all uh, prohibited relationships, you found in her an ervas dover. There's another posik with regards to modern cases. That a matter is decided by two or three witnesses. So we learn just like the dover, which is said with regards to monetary cases, we believe. Alpishnai made them only for two aidim, mafka, and also with regards to the erva, we only believe Alpishnai by two aidim, and therefore you need two witnesses that she went into seclusion, and we don't learn from Akava Chaimer to believe one aidim. This is the uh, this is the words of the mission uh, from later on. Do we then learn out this din that one Aedis is not believed to uh, testify that she went into seclusion from the Xeris Shava? But that's not we learn out from the Pasuk So we learn from it to testify that she uh, was Mizane one Aedis believed but but not by the kinoi that you need two witnesses that the husband warned her and also with darshan and also not an hiding that you need to aid him that she uh, was uh, that she went into seclusion and the Gemara says and this limud we need the Tana needs to bring it um, so Therefore, Mibayile, so this Itana then needs to teach us this halacha from the Xer Shavu Dover Dover. We learned from Ba. And the Gemara says, This is actually what the Mishnah holds and what the Mishnah is trying to say that the Limud, the learning from Eidechad Dein and Nehman Al Stira, is because Talmud Leimar Ba. Where do we know that he's not believed for this seclusion? Because it says Ba Ba Stira. But the Mishnah was talking about an additional halacha. The tuma ba'alma below kinu below stira. How do we know that generally, without kinu out stira, when there was no warning and there was no seclusion, and one witness testifies that she had had an extramarital relationship, that he's not believed, but we need two. So where do we know this thing? Menolon. From where do we know this? The Mishnah answers Namar Khan, because it's written with regards to an erva. Kimatsu ba'ervas davish. It says the word davar with regards to primitive relationships. And later on, it says, with regard to monetary cases, so we learn that the Gzair Shavah, just like the Dover that said later on, we only believe Eidim Shnaim, two witnesses, Afkan, also here with regards to this Erva, we only believe Eidim Shnaim, two witnesses. Which is the first? Testimony which the Mishnah called Eidus Rishonu Zoy Eidus Stira. That's the testimony that she went into seclusion. What is the Eidus that the Mishnah calls Eidus Achroina? Zoy Eidus Tuma. That's the testimony that she uh, had had a relationship after he uh, warning and after she went into seclusion.